I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden. I'm so thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Allison McNamara, and she is the founder and CEO of Mara. And if you are not familiar with Mara, I'm going to tell you all about it. It is a beautiful, wonderful cult beauty brand that is absolutely leading in many, many stores. I was just uh, mentioning that I was at Heyday, the spa in New York, and I saw it prominently displayed as well. They said it's one of the top sellers in there. It is a prestige line of algae-infused skincare products. Allison has taken an idea that she was super passionate about and super curious about and turned it into not only a reality, but also a fledging business. The products are super hydrating And Mara's transformative, minimalist approach to skincare is a celebrity and an influencer favorite. And I cannot wait to hear more about how she has launched this brand, scaled the brand, and been the founder and CEO that everybody is talking about. So very, very excited. So welcome, Allison. Oh, wow. What an intro. Thanks for having me. That was so kind. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So let's start at the beginning. I'd love for you to share with our listeners who aren't familiar with Mara a bit about it. How would you describe Mara? So Mara is a really like reimagined take on classic skincare. So it has those like kind of key elements of retinol, vitamin C, those tried and true actives, but reimagined in a really beautiful modern way and all centering around hydration and the skin barrier. And so we launched the line in 2018. And this was in the midst of like the Korean skincare craze where we were really kind of told to use nine, 10 steps in order to achieve great skin, which is totally the opposite of what I've always believed in. I really believe that, you know, well, um, well formulated products can really deliver the results in three steps or less. So the Mar range really focuses on really beautiful formulations, efficacy in as few steps as possible. Very, very cool. So the name Mara, where did that come from? So I was on a trip to Istanbul, Turkey, and I was with my family in 2015, and we were on the Sea of Marmara. So everyone thinks that Mara came from my last name, which it is a part of my last name. My last name is McNamara, and Mara does mean sea in Gaelic. And everything that we do at the Mara line really kind of ties back to the ocean. But it did come from this this beautiful ocean in Turkey. And so I use that as kind of like the early inspo board for the color palette and all the different things we were selecting. Um, but yes, it does also kind of pay homage to my, my last name, which is cool. I love that sea that you're talking about. So it's uh, absolutely incredible. So did you always know that you were going to become an entrepreneur? I always wanted to work for myself. And I knew that pretty early on. My first career was a television host. And even though I was employed at different outlets as a full-time employee, around 2013, actually, I actually left as a exited as a full-time employee and became my own business. I started my own S Corp. And from there, I was contracted out to do different outlets like 
ABC or, you know, Entertainment Tonight. And I was also working on the brand level, creating content for brands. And so I always knew that like that was my career path and I wanted to kind of build my own business, but I wasn't someone who set out to create like, I didn't set out to create like a, a massive brand when I was creating Mara. I kind of just was doing it as a side hustle and it turned into something bigger. There are tons of people who have ideas, you know, here you had this idea and you actually pulled the trigger on it and went and did it. Was there anybody that inspired you to go and do that? I always say there, it's never the right time to do it. I'm sure here you are busy. You were probably the busiest you've ever been at the time that you're actually saying, I'm going to go and do this product. But I'd love to hear sort of that moment, like if you can kind of take yourself back to those days when you said, I- I'm going to go do this. Well, I think the beauty of the places I had worked before starting Mara is I worked for so many amazing female entrepreneurs. So I got to work at Who, What, Where when it was really just starting out for Catherine Power and Hillary Kerr. And they've gone on to do amazing work, not only for Who, What, Wear, but also they have the Who, What, Wear for Target line and Burst. And so I, I got to work for them at the start. And then I went to Pop Sugar working for Lisa Sugar and Brian Sugar, who are amazing entrepreneurs. And after that, uh, to Refinery29 and ultimately with Jen Atkin. And so I kind of got a firsthand approach of, you know, working for these people and being sometimes their, you know, one to 10 employee. And so... I think that kind of really inspired me to do my own brand in a way. And also I, I obviously was really inspired by my father who worked in beauty and he really gave me the courage to kind of go forward and do that. So I think it was kind of the amalgam of those two opportunities uh, that really kind of led me to start the brand. So you mentioned your father. He had worked in beauty, uh, working for big brands like Neutrogena. You were sharing with me earlier. Did that kind of inspire you to maybe demystify the idea of maybe I can go launch a product? You know, I think how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. 
And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It was such a conversation around my childhood and all throughout my teens, like, you know, everything from the creation of different products to how they're marketed to the the spokeswomen that were being selected for these products. It was something that was such a regular conversation in our household that it's something that I've always been really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And uh, skincare has always been like my, my ride or die. Like that's something I've always cared so, so much about. So I do think like having that access to information really early on helped me build Mara. But a lot of the things and a lot of the core principles of the Mara range are very different from the things that I was introduced to as a child. So we're an entirely oil-based line for the most part. And a lot of the verbiage of Neutrogena when I was growing up was oil-free. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've kind of created my own, my own path of, you know, what, what I believe is really, really 
uh, important in the skincare space. So when you were starting, you talked about, you know, that you're an oil-based line. So share a little bit about your signature product. So when I was creating the idea for Mara, really the, the first product I created was different than the first product that launched. Our algae retinol face oil was really the product that spearheaded the entire idea for Mara. Um, and it dates back to me starting retinol when I was 13 years old. I used a Neutrogena rapid wrinkle repair for a scar that was on my face. And I had this pretty dramatic scar on my um, right cheek. And so my dad had given me this, this wrinkle cream at 0.1% to start using on the scar. And I did notice um, I was young at the time, so cell turnover was happening more often then than it is now for me. Uh, but I did notice that within several months of consistent use with that product, um, that the, the the scar was going away, and I was noticing amazing skin clarity. But I was also noticing a lot of dryness. And so my retinol journey started much earlier than most people. But with that, I kind of took it into my 20s, and I was using more traditional and prescription-strength retinol. But just having a terrible time with like the dryness, the peeling, the redness. And, you know, after a decade of using an ingredient, you should be able to kind of minimize those, those, uh, kind of repercussions. So the idea for this algae retinol face oil was to house like a traditional retinol, 1.2%, excluding the things like parabens, BHT and BHA that are considered, you know, not clean ingredients and putting them in this really hydrating oil base. So you get all the amazing benefits without any of the dryness. And really we were one of the leaders in the clean retinol space where we were able to introduce a retinol that had that amazing efficacy without those ingredients like parabens and BHT, which are known endocrine disruptors. So that was really like where it started. But then I launched the universal face oil as our original product because I do feel like at the time, retinol was still kind of having its resurgence. And I didn't want to exclude or you know, be polarizing with our first product. And we only launched one product at a time. So we launched our kind of multi-use, super hydrating, cult favorite now, uh, universal face oil as our first product. So you got that one product out there. What was sort of your strategy for getting it out there? Did you uh, use influencers or like, how did you get the word out about it? Well, now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally had no plan. Yeah. <laughs> but there was strategy involved. So because uh, this is a self-funded business, really we rely on the success of one product to kind of feed into all of the things necessary to create the second product. The first investment we did was on the five formulas, but I only had that one product to start. So when we came to market, um, we went D to C, so there was no retail partner with it. And I did rely on the uh, connections that I had made in my past career at Pop Sugar specifically, where I had so many influencers on my show. Um, and this is at the time when the, this was kind of like the era of the blogger. Mm -hmm. So, and, and more of the YouTuber, right? So now we have like TikTokers and all these different types of social media stars, but this was really like the era of the blogger. So I had big, big, uh, women specifically on my show that I was able to send my product to and, Really, they, they were so sweet and sharing the product. There were so many organic placements of this product in 2018. I think Refinery called it like the Instagram famous face oil that's like worth all the hype, which was such a cool feature for us to get written up on so early on without PR. But yeah, we relied on like a lot of these influencer relationships I had made. I also sent to a lot of the glam teams that I had created relationships through with main addicts. And that's a lot of the, the way that we got into many hands of celebrities because no one trusts people like a celebrity trust their glam team. So that was kind of the early, uh, the early strategy. So at what point did you think about launching a second product then? And how did you make that decision? It was always a plan to launch a second product because the original kind of investment I put on the brand 
was the first five formulations. So I had formulas almost completed for five products, but um, the retinol oil was always going to happen. It just was more of a matter of time. But because we had so much early success of the universal face oil, I took all of you know the original you know money that we were making and put it back into ordering components and fulfilling this kind of new product that we created. And I launched that the same year. I launched that at the very end of 2018. And then 2019, I didn't focus on any new launches. I created new sizes of our first two products. And then in 2020, right before the pandemic started, I launched our our best-selling algae enzyme cleansing oil, which is the product that I think really um, set the the brand on fire. That's amazing. So did you know it was going to set it on fire? Or would you say that's like an accidental discovery that it ended up happening? So the cleansing oil, I always thought was really specific and unique. And there was a lot of thought that went into that development of that product because I wanted something that had an exfoliating property that felt not super slippery and sticky and that had a really beautiful hydrated rinse off. I don't like how oil cleansers can leave like almost like an oil slick Mm -hmm. behind. And so there was a lot of thought that went into the development and so many, so many rounds, but it was a slower start um, for when we launched it. It didn't kind of have that immediate obsession like some of the other products have had. But when Haley Bieber shared the product in 2021, it's been something that we have a hard time keeping in stock ever since. It's now our bestseller to this day. I love it. So people start companies, founders and entrepreneurs hear a ton of no's. I think especially even when you're supporting entrepreneurs, you're not necessarily hearing about all the spikes, the highs and the lows that go on as companies get bigger. I always think of it as uh, maybe you experience waves but you're not really seeing and feeling the spikes. And I'm sure you know what I mean. To hear those no's and hear a lot of them, it's a lot for you. And some days you're just like, I can't do this, but you did because you're scaling your company and you got through those. Were you prepared for that roller coaster? And how do you get through those moments? So I think the biggest benefit I had when I started Mara was that my old job, I was constantly told no. When you are a television host, you truly are being, you're auditioning. So you're being judged every single day on how you look, how you sound, your height, your weight, uh, the sound of your voice, the, your intonation, the way you speak. And it's a casted job. So they can not like you for any given reason. And you could not get the job because you know you have red hair, whatever it is. So I think that that set me up for a lot of success with Mara because I truly don't get upset by any no's. I'm told no all the time. And I think of it as like, I'm not right now. And so I always just reach back out if it's an opportunity that I really, really want to see to fruition. Um, I don't annoy you know, the person that I got the no from, but I reach back out when there is something exciting to share or something that I feel like might sway them from that no to a maybe. And you have to have uh, persistence. I think persistence is everything in this game. And the people that get discouraged are the ones that don't get the opportunity at the end of the day. I always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil mm-hmm. because it does get the oil at the end of the day. If you're the one that is following up with with things that are important and set you apart, then ultimately you will get the opportunity that you're ready for. Oh, and I think that that's the right attitude to have for sure. But it still is hard when you hear those no's. I think that the other thing that I always share with people is that if if you care so much about a no or you care so much about one piece of business, then you didn't do enough to sort of diversify your thinking, right? That you can't put all your eggs in one basket and sort of bank on you know, that one thing. Uh, You have to constantly have different opportunities, different options along the way. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get yourself disappointed and you have to be able to juggle all of that. 
Yeah. And you have to be able to take no, especially in a product-based business, because you can't be everything to everyone. Totally. You know, not everyone's going to love every product that you make. And we don't, I don't expect them to love every product that we make there, but I hope that they can find and see themselves with one of the products that we make. And that's why we continue to make different types of products. So yeah, you got to be able to lean in with the nose. You uh, obviously had worked for incredible entrepreneurs before. Um, How did you think about launching a product like you launched it on direct-to-consumer? Did you think about launching in Target first? Or I hear that all the time from, especially in the beauty industry, oh, I'll go to Sephora later. I'll, you know, I'll look at direct-to-consumer later. I'll do Target now. Like, how did you think about that? So we did launch direct-to-consumer. The goal was always to be in retail. And I wanted to launch with a clean retailer initially. And so we launched with Credo Mm -hmm. within the first three months of 2018. And they really helped us tell the, the clean side of our story. Because as a journalist by trade, I actually don't love the word clean. I like things that are like easily defined and that are kind of universal. And so I kind of didn't use that jargon in our initial marketing. I really let, you know, the fact that we were at a Credo, at a detox market, at a goop, kind of tell that side of the story. But my dream was always to be in Sephora. And I'm so excited actually to announce right now that we're launching in Sephora in January of 2023. So we launched in.com and then uh, in stores in March. And so this has been a huge goal for me for the brand. And I think everything is all about timing. And it takes a lot to scale up to be to launch with a Target or a Sephora, you know, to prepare the purchase orders and make sure you have enough support and marketing. Like it, it takes a long time. So Timing is everything when it comes to that. No, absolutely. And congratulations. That's huge, huge news. So very, very exciting. So what have you liked most about being a founder and entrepreneur? What I like most, I love seeing the results of people who have amazing uh, results from our products. I think that is the reason why I love what I do and I love creating new things. I also love storytelling. That's one of the reasons why I loved being a journalist and an on-camera reporter before was uh, getting to interview people like you do and helping them tell their stories. So I get to do that in a new way. I, I get to storyboard and create these these you know ideas for Mara. And then the other thing I love about it is you know, I, we work so hard internally to make a product and we do all the preparation, the marketing, the colors, we choose the words, but once we launch it, it becomes yours. It becomes everyone else's. So in theory, products are just algorithms and that you kind of set them on fire in a way once you've released them to the world and they take new shapes, kind of like, like the algae enzyme cleansing oil. Like I had no idea that would make it into the hands of a Haley Bieber. And so the idea that you get to touch all these people once you've created this thing that you kind of release to them is, is really exciting. And you probably receive a lot of feedback from consumers too. I mean, hopefully you don't receive too much negative feedback. I don't think you do because you have amazing, amazing products. But I think like for me in building Hint, that that was really the thing that kept me going every single day. When you hear from people that your product is changing their life, right? And changing their skin. I'm sure you've heard that along the way. How do you think about the consumer and the consumer connection? And for anybody who maybe is relying on their products selling just in stores, like I think it's just it's just harder. Consumers aren't necessarily going to come to you and sort of talk to you about the product. But have you seen like the feedback is just incredible? I mean, people will probably tell you stuff about your product or your packaging or whatever um, that is really helpful to you as well. Getting feedback is the absolute best. And what's really interesting now being in business almost five years is that the original products uh, I kind of made for myself. 
But now I am getting feedback and I can make new products now with our larger, wider community than we had, you know, four years ago when we first launched that we can really tailor our newness to things that people really want with the Mara lens in mind. And so that's been really, really exciting and helpful. But yes, at the end of the day, like I get so excited to hear the feedback, like, you know, even if it's something that isn't working, like we want to make sure it works for them. Um, not necessarily a big formula change per se, because we really believe in the formulas that we put to market, but things like packaging components or a faulty cap or what, whatever it is, we want to know. So I love getting the feedback. And yeah, for the most part, I mean, you know, getting to transform people's skin is by far the best part. That's no, definitely. Have you ever thought about opening up your own uh, studios or to do, you know, sort of signature facials or anything like that? I think when we have more products in, in the lineup, it would be great to do some sort of like studio somewhere here in Los Angeles or, or New York. That would be really fun. But for now, we're really focusing on, on the Sephora launch and getting, um, our product now into as many hands as possible. Because before this, we, you know, we have amazing distribution right now, but you know, Sephora really is going to be the largest footprint that we have. So we're just excited for this new chapter. And then maybe the facial studio will come after that. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Very, very cool. So what's the best advice that you've ever received? That's hard. I've, I've received a lot of um, amazing advice, but I think the best piece of advice would be not to listen to all of the advice you're given. <laughs> so many people are quick to give you advice when you're in, you know, a compromising position or you're vulnerable or you're starting out. And so many people are quick to tell you how you should do things, mm -hmm. but you know, this is your vision and this is your journey and you really have to listen to what you want to do. And whether, even if it's someone like, you know, my, my father helps me a lot with the business and I disagree with him many times on things that I want to do, because at the end of the day, you kind of have to create and forge your own path and what worked for someone else isn't necessarily the Bible. You have to kind of forge your own, your own way. And so I think the times where I've been the most insecure or the biggest mistakes that I've made is because I've listened to someone else and not went with my gut. And that's something that I try to lean into more now as I feel very, you know, I'm more confident in my position and, and confident in the brand. Um, I've, I've definitely seen better results when I listen to myself. Well, I think trusting your gut is so, so key. And, uh, you know, what's really fun, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Undaunted, and it was uh, based on my journal and my notes that I would make along the way on uh, building the company. And it was so fun to really go back and think about, you know, the mistakes that I made and the challenges that I actually knew that I would make these mistakes when I knew it, you know, a little in, but I was willing to listen to other people, more experienced people, people that had done this before. Maybe they hadn't built a company from zero, but they had, uh, you know, the right resume, whatever it was. So anyway, I encourage you to go back in that exercise because you have a bigger appreciation for what you're capable of, I guess is the best way to say it, when yeah. you knew that that was going to happen. And, and you know, to the point of, uh, I, I mentioned Eugene Rem from Rumble Fitness, his podcast years ago, it's, um, you know, when you go back and learn from your own journey and learn about who you are, it's a very powerful thing and why you're making decisions that you're making and, and what is the best decision, even if everyone around you is not saying the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to do that because if it feels off, it, it is off is mm -hmm. what I've learned. Like if it feels like it's off and then you look back and you, you kind of look at how that interaction or that experience turned out even if it's not something that's immediate, you know, it usually ends up being off. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, no, it's a really, really powerful thing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And if 
everyone, if anyone, I should say, hasn't uh, had a chance to try Mara, definitely give it a try. We'll put all of the website information and everything that Allison is working on in the links on the show notes as well. But I really appreciate you coming on. Bye. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Golden.